Yeah, there's a good one that I could talk about okay, for my for my um chaplaincy. Uh, about like a Texas Jethro chaplain. So <laughs> just to keep it in just just to keep it light. Keep it light. Keep it tight. Keep it right. Keep it light. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Fifteen minutes and nineteen seconds. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up, guys? How you doing? Cool. Good. I should say, I don't know what they're going to say. They may say horrible. Yeah. But I should say, good to know. <laughs> I think this is going to be a low energy episode. <laughs> We're trying. We are trying. Party like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. Is it, what, what is that? Is that, is that what the theme uh, from Perfect Strangers is? What is um, it? No, it's about your dreams. Oh, yeah. I think that I got conflated that it was like, the best that you can do is fall in love. That's our song from, from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from Arthur. Well, I meant like it has to do with me living in New oh. York. Um, uh, not our song for weddings and such. Uh, but And then uh, just the fact that you love the theme to the Perfect Strangers. I think I just got, I made it up in my brain. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, should we talk about, oh, holidays or sugar baker moments first? Uh, what do we do? Let's do holidays. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? How, do, how does this go? Um, so I just feel like a week ago. <laughs> Today we celebrate National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Yes. Do you have and, a favorite type of cheese for grilled cheese, by the way? Um, no. Like for snake about it. Okay, cool. Not go at for all. it. You? Yeah. I like Munster. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and it's also Drop Everything and Read Day because it's National Library Week. So there's a bunch of like library themed things happening we both libraries we both work in yeah are you reading anything cool right now i'll start (laughs) (laughs) i was talking so now you could talk (laughs) i know i know we both did exactly at the same time i'm reading a very interesting book called within these walls by reverend reverend carol pickett who is a death row chaplain and within like the first uh, chapter, it's like, buckle up, this is real. Because um, he gets thrown into it as well. He didn't choose to be like a, he's actually obviously a reverend, like minister. That's happens a lot um, that people are ministers and become chaplains or work as chaplains. But um, I find it very fascinating because he talks about a siege that happened in 1974 that I had never heard of. And then even when I'm looking it up, I'm like, I don't know much about this, but oh. Um. It, yeah, I know. It, it, very interesting, and so I was thrown right in, and I was fascinated. So that's one of the things I'm reading for school. <laughs> what are you reading? Um. So we're both watching Feud, and yes. I'm reading Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, the book. Oh, you are. Yeah, I read most of it at full frame, waiting in line, but I still have maybe like fifty, sixty pages left. Hmm. And it's good. And I'm also reading uh, a nonfiction collection of essays by Samantha Irby called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Oh, she yeah. She just gets me. Like, Oh, yeah? Wait, what is, what, is the, what is the 
it's just uh, you know it's just tone. Like humorous essays about like being a millennial with like money and dating and like oh, i guess yeah. she seems she seems like an introvert and so like being one of those people that needs to be alone and like not getting like having to go out now that she's i guess i assume Ooh. she's like reaching 30 or so and so she like yeah. starting to have those old lady tendencies that i also have <laughs> yes like she has this whole essay about like why would you go out when you could just stay in your apartment <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think there are a lot of people that feel that way yeah it seems or now that or maybe people talk are talking about it more mm-hmm. Or something um i'm actually finding it if a fewer i'm noticing the fewer people who like love to be around people but it's also kind of uh, interesting where they love to be around people or they hate to be around themselves that's a, a, the interesting yeah. dynamic sometimes it's like i like i love me and my animals and like my tv that you gave me like i'm fine <laughs> i don't have to get but this whole weekend i was around people which i love all the people but I, I didn't. I was completely social the entire time. That's I, but I can't. Well, it's exhausting. But like, I can't complain about it. And also, I'm not going to see people with oh, no, you know in a couple good. months. Yeah. So so it's the weird balance. It's like I love you and I want to be around you and do and do and we I did fun things. But it is that interesting balance of like also I like to just be by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's hilarious. Look her up on Twitter, y'all. Samantha Irby and. Her tone is just like sarcastic and funny and ridiculous and over the top. Like she's a little dramatic and over the top in her yeah. storytelling. I'm like, yes, yes. You said it's a collection of essays or is it all like together and like one piece? You know oh, what I no, mean? It's just, they're like broken up. The essays are like chapters, I guess, but they're on different things. Oh, nice. I think I'll read that. Sounds good. So Aaron, did you have oh, yeah. a sugar break moment this week? Yeah, that's weird. I almost like fell asleep. I really shouldn't do anything tonight. I think because I just was sitting here like, huh, what? Uh, <laughs> I know, and I made a made a tea, but mm, whatever. Um, so I did one of the things that I did this weekend. I had I had some really good uh, fun days this weekend. But one of the things that was on my list that I wanted to do here was I went to karaoke in Koreatown, Ooh. which is funny. There's not really a Koreatown here. It's like a street. It's not like very, it's not very big. Like it says like Korea way, uh, which <laughs> who was talking to me? I think Tucker was like, is it North and South or East and West? Like how it runs. <laughs> and I was like, East and West. He was like, Oh man, I missed a trick there. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was really fun. It was for my friend's birthday and uh, yeah, it was good. Cause it was one of those, you know, setups. I love how they now have setups where it's just a room you know, that's now very much in like America, you've got a room mm-hmm. and you can all be together and they'll like bring drinks and food in there. And it's, it's nice. Uh, I was the only one that was stone cold sober and in her thirties and knew and was, sing- I sing every, I sang, excuse me, every song. Yes. And even like confessions part two that I don't know any of the words of besides mm-hmm. these are my confessions by uh, Usher. Mm-hmm. That was like, because I was like, I don't know this. Yeah, and then I was, oh, I was so upset because, you know, my party trick of playing, playing, of um, singing, rapping, Salt and Peppa Shoop was like lost on like everybody except for the birthday girl is like really into music. And she's actually the youngest out of all of them. She was just turning like, uh, shoot, was she turning 23 or 24? Hmm. I can't remember. Uh, they're all like in their like no one's above like 26 in this group, you know, <laughs> people as well. It's all women as well. Um, 
but she's she's a baby but she's really into music and just a, a really like rad chick in general i love her but um she, yeah she's the only one who knew what shoot was so imagine me like like rapping these like kind of like kind of offensive <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not really pro women or <laughs> well maybe it is i don't know they're not really the most progressive lyrics that you would hear because it was like what 1996 or something when they yeah. when it Oh no! I think it was quicker or uh, earlier than that. Quicker than that. Earlier than that. Um. So yeah. So people were like, "What the hell is this song?" And then we went into like I don't know, like Barbie Girl or like Britney, and it was great because then you know, as we've done karaoke together too. Oh, I did. I actually did do um Believe by Cher. Yes. I was like, took, and I, like, I took a video for you because you got to sleep at this point, or no. I don't remember, but I didn't send it to you because it's like I'm not gonna make her listen to this nonsense. <laughs> but um, did but you do funny. Tina Turner or share those Tina Turner? <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't. What was the song that I pulled out the first time I did that? Was it like Private Dance? Was that what I tried to do? Private Dancer? I have no I idea. Remember, this comes from my dog looking like Tina Turner, guys. <laughs> that she has Tina Turner hair half the time. Well, oh, like an '80s Tina Turner hair. And um, I tried to do an impression of Tina Turner, but I sounded like Cher. And there we go. <laughs> and then the magic was born. <laughs> so I need to do a whole, a whole album of me yes. doing Cher does a Tina Turner. Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Karaoke in Koreatown. Fantastic. It was on my list. Things uh-huh. to do. And boom. Uh, what was your sugar baker moment? So the whole of full frame. Was, oh God! Yeah, you had yeah. actually an amazing weekend. It was awesome. It. Um, <laughs> yes. I worked a lot. I watched a lot of movies. It was good. I was tired, but it's totally worth it. Um, and particularly on Saturday. Saturday was my movie watching day, all day because I didn't have to work. I just like checked in on the hospitality suite, the VIP lounge, maybe whatever you call it. Um, but my last movie of the day, and I think I sent a joking text to you, like, the movie that I just saw made me not want to stay for the next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't that bad, but it it could have been better. But I only saw one that I didn't really enjoy. All the rest of them are really good. And that one wasn't bad. I just think they could have made different choices. Anyway, so, but I did stay, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, it was Bronx Gothic, which, if any of you ever get a chance to see it, please do. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her last name because I will butcher it. Oh, yeah. I so yeah, we'll, post the, we'll post the link. Um, but her <laughs> first name is Oakley. And she is a Brooklyn-based performance artist. But she's from the Bronx originally. And her family is Nigerian, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the movie is beautifully shot and edited and like put together. And it's uh, her last performance tour that she did. It's so the film like um, has scenes of her doing the actual performance and then like interspersed with interviews and, you know, the other stuff that, that a documentary has. But you end up seeing the whole performance, but not like in a row. And it's really <clears> cool <throat> because it gives you especially for people like me who enjoy performance art, but like don't always. Yeah, it, it gives yeah, you more yeah. insight into the whole thing. It makes you appreciate it all that much more. And for Aww. like the first 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I was like. I don't get it. This is really cool and she's really impressive and that dancing is amazing and she is super fit and definitely never judging anybody's journey, but I don't get this. And then like (laughs) about 20, 
25 minutes in, like it, the, the story just really started unfolding and the interviews and everything else. And then, um, the piece throughout it, like all comes together and makes like, it's like a, it's almost like a narrative. And so it all makes sense once you get into it. I was like, I get it. This is amazing. Aww, man. <laughs> and then, so afterward, there were a bunch of people like staying cause she was there. And also the director and one of the editors. And so they did a Q&A afterward. And then people were like hanging around, talked to her or whatever. So I was like, well, I'll go check on check on the suite, see if uh, my team leader needs anything, whatever. And then I'll just go because I don't want to like be all up in these people's conversations, you know, and then they have their time or whatever. And I came back. And when I came back, there weren't as many people. And I was like, well, I don't have to do anything. I don't need to be home. I don't have another movie. Like I can wait around. Yeah, And so I waited for everyone to finish their conversations, and then she started talking to these two ladies who are actually students um, at Duke Medical School. They're very very smart, very nice. Um, And they were talking, and I didn't want to be all up in their conversation, you know, I didn't want to look at those. (laughs) So I just kind of stood off to the side for a while, like, listening, because it was really interesting, but, like, not being, like, up in it. And then after a while, uh, Okui turned to me, and she was like, you've been standing there so patiently, like, did you have Aww. a question? And I was like, no, no, no. I just want to listen. Like, I just want to soak all of this up. And also, I wanted to ask you if it's okay to give you a hug. And she was like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. You're so damn cute. So cute. And so she gave me a hug and she was really sweet and like kind of like pulled me into their conversation. And so Aww. we all stood around for like 30 minutes at least just like having a conversation. And it was like it was amazing because, you know, I didn't want to be that white girl. Oh. Who, like, I know, I know, jumps I know. In the conversation, and then they're like, "Oh, what about this?" And then you just start talking and taking. I'm like, "Nope, I'm just here to oh. soak it up and learn something." Yeah. Um. So I got to talk to her, and then I got to talk to the the ladies for a while, and they were really cool. And then one of the volunteers from Cinema One, um, kind of joined us and was talking too. So it was it was a really good conversation. And then she ended up giving me like three more hugs before we left. And no. Yeah. It was so it was great. She's I think y'all are married in some countries now. She's, I know. She's so amazing. And her daughter. <laughs> her daughter's in the film. And she's like, I don't know, like three or four. And she's so cute. Did you explode into a basket of puppies? Yes. That's what happened. Because <laughs> um, I know how those hugs are. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. And then um, when the the volunteer from Cinema One took a picture of all four of us. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. I was like, hey, can you? Can I'm I, glad that you, exists. Can you text that to me? She was like, yeah, yeah, just put your number on my phone. So it was great. Yeah. I've been waiting for that. I'm glad you told me, like, on air. <laughs> and I forgot to, like, ask you before we are talking because I wanted to, like, hear about this story. Because I was like, all you said, you sent me this picture and you're like, yeah. I can't wait to tell you all about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you, well, you did tell me a little bit about her. Yeah. But not about hanging out and stuff. Yeah. So it was great. So exciting. So look her up and I can't wait to, like, see more stuff and. If mm-hmm. I ever, it, it got, it actually got picked up by Grasshopper Films and oh. they're going to show it at Film Forum. Um, <gasps> I think the end of this month, mm-hmm. I think I have to check the dates, but it's definitely going to show at Film Forum and they're hoping that by that and having a distributor that they'll get to go to more theaters throughout yeah. the U.S. So yeah, check it out. Did we say Full Frame is a documentary festival? I don't know. Did Full Frame is a documentary festival. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know like if we even explain what we're talking about yeah. right now. Yeah, it's documentary fest. This is your uh, fourth time. Mm, yep, fourth out Third? of five years. 
Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Wait, awesome. out of five years, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, because I did it the first year, and then the second yeah. year, Kristen got married that weekend. Right. So then I yeah. missed that year, and then I've done three. So I haven't done mm-hmm. four in a row. Yeah. But I've done four. Right. Yeah. Yes, 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 that's right. Also, there's another short film. I know I'm talking a lot, but um, uh-uh. it's called The Submarine. It's only like 10 Oh, yes, long. tell me about that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so amazing, and I can't find, like, I can't even find, like, a trailer or clips or anything. Oh. Um, but there is more stuff about the guy. Wow. Uh-huh. I don't know his name. I have to look it up. But he's a, a like, like a film restorer, and he was an, a long time like cinematographer and editor. Um, uh, restorer. But this guy. I even the the photo that was on the website of him with like the you know reels of film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it starts off, and you don't really know what's going on, and mm-hmm. um, it just looks like that he's built this ginormous projector like it's huge yeah and it looks just like a film like an old school film projector but it has an extra panel on it that lets you stop each frame and then i assume there's some sort of encasing that was more difficult to see when it was all doing the thing so like Uh what he did um is he took a like a very small reel from 1916 and you know it's like scratched all to hell it's a hundred years old like it's damaged and it's in good condition for a film from 1916 and yeah. he, throughout the film he puts it through this machine and then when it activates I think it's just water but I'm not sure they didn't really explain what the solution was but mm-hmm. it puts the solution through and the the film is encased in some sort of housing and mm-hmm. the second that all of the water hits the film it fills in all the scratches <gasps> and it's pristine and you can hear the whole audience gasp when it went from like scratched to just like a DSLR picture. Holy and, like, crap. It, and so what he can do is he can stop each frame and then he has a DSLR. Mm-hmm. He takes a picture of each frame, saves it digitally and no. creates the whole film with no scratches so that it's saved. Would you stop? It's amazing. That's I was geeking out the time. He's Wow. And just like this little old man, and like he's just been working with film his whole life. But yeah, if you ever get a chance to like, look that up, it's amazing. Oh, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it, man. So yeah, it was a good festival. We had fun. I'm so glad. I'm. I miss. We have a lot of good memories of uh, that area. Like I got to work with you one year at the festival and um and also just the carolina theater we yeah. have we've been there for many different things mm-hmm. yeah so that was it was exciting to hear you talking about stuff thanks it was fun yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i meant also like when you're texting me this oh, yeah. weekend, <laughs> texting you all weekend too, like, this happened. And- yeah it was a weird we just such a misconnect this weekend between me mm-hmm. being fucking social and you working at a like a film festival <laughs> we just feel like i missed you bye like yeah. you know like i hadn't talked to you for like hours i'm like oops sorry i got like but i get back to your text like a day later which never happens we as we tell people all we talk all the time yeah. so yeah that was fun that's probably also why we're both pretty tired right now mm-hmm. yeah still trying yeah. to recover from that it'll take a while yeah yeah uh i guess should we get into the episode yeah what do we watch this week uh, well, for one, we had a new opener, right? No, it's uh, it was last week was the brand new one. No, I thought. Wait, with the new uh, the new opening titles and the 
pictures and stuff? Uh, no. Mm. Uh, wait, last week I thought it still had the pictures in the frames, but they were like f- different music notes faster. Am I crazy? No, no, it, it's like, it's a different, it's like a more jazzy. But then the this week it was like, legit. oh my God, did I watch the wrong episode? Uh, no. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but- this is the part where we see the extra person on the Skype call, like an unfriended, and then we all die horrible deaths. Oh my God. Spoilers. <laughs> Also, you are right about the opening titles. I skipped them, and so the beginning of the new thing is the same. I thought I was nuts. But it's longer, and they do change the, yeah, so you're right. Okay, let's, like, keep this all in here. Like, just the part where we can't talk, hear each other, (laughs) cut out, I guess. But but the (laughs) fact that I'm like, but when you, but you're like, yes, they are changed. I'll be like, okay, good, because, or we can cut that all out if you want, I don't care. Uh, You're you're (laughs) right. Oh man, I was like, did I watch the wrong episode? They do like they start out the same, and I always just like yeah. cut through. And yeah. but they but then it's like they're that. fancy. They're like yeah. sepia tone, like and they're like sitting and they're they're <laughs> doing their glamour shots yep. in like the chair and stuff. And it's also is is it the same song as well? I think it's the same theme. Yeah, like it's still the same updated like burr, 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 burr. you know, it's like really jazzy. Yeah. And so I thought that was odd, though, to to change it up in episode two. Yeah, like instead of the first episode of the new season, <laughs> they were like, "Well, look, we could update it for the first episode, but we, we were like running low on time <laughs> for what we really wanted to do. So just hear a bunch of new pictures, well, like <laughs> next week. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm feeling like. Like we'll fix it in post. We'll take, take care of it next post. week. Oh man, that was so funny. I never know what's going on. Anyway, so we watched season three, episode two, which first aired November twenty first, nineteen eighty eight. Oops, on my phone, my phone, my microphone just fell on my face. Uh, <laughs> it fell off the table onto my face. Um, it's called The Candidate. If I didn't say that, I'm losing my mind. Um, and TV Guy reads, when comments by a self-righteous commissioner inflame Julia, surprise, uh, she's first in line to challenge his views in a TV debate. Uh, it, and it only has the newscaster as Peter White, but that guy is like famous dude. Like he's a character actor. Yeah. The, guy the politician the dude. Do you have it? Jeez, no, I figured TV I know. would have it. They let us down. I know, I know they didn't, which just feels Jeez. real weird. Oh, yeah, you do it because some people don't hear my clicky-clacky so much. <laughs> I know it's really loud when I do it. Um, his name is Jason Bernard. Mm-hmm. And he well, people recognize 93 him, Things, the last Holy. liar, liar in 1997. Oh, wait, is he still alive? I don't know. They, IMDb's got some ads. They would no, say he died in 1996. Oh, so it came out posthumously. He was only oh my 58. God. Oh no! When he died. Oh no! Well, he had done enough things. He was like, "I'm done." Yeah, he did. I've lived my life on this planet. Oh, he was on Wise Guy. <laughs> I watched that when I was little. Wise Guy. Wait, that's the one we talked about before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He was in that. Odd TV. Okay, after we finish designing women, we should just do all. <laughs> weird shit you watch all the because weird shit i grew up with. i think it's weird enough that we do designing women yeah. like every single person that i mention either they also like designing women or they'll tell me i always liked golden girls more i'm like yeah. okay this is like i didn't ask you or they oh, they'll be like, oh, like what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> one of the girls who i worked with on uh she just graduated from state not too long ago 
um mm-hmm. she she was like oh did i hear you say like talk about you're doing a podcast i was like yeah and she's like what's it about it's like the 80 show designing women she's like yeah i don't know what that is um, i have no idea my brother's um girlfriend like in her mid-20s i think she's like 25 or 26 and he like played an episode for her and like played her podcast because she had no idea <laughs> Like what it was, what? you know. She's like, I have no idea. But um, yeah, I think that that's what we should do. Since we are yes. like uh, halfway through, we should just we should. pick more random shit, mm-hmm. or we should just both watch movies together and and t- we should do a movie podcast. <laughs> and, that yeah. said, he was a yeah. guest star on an episode of Starman. Did you know that they made a show about Starman? Ooh, they did not. They did. No, I mean this is Starman. This is like, wait, hold on. That was the one with Jeff Bridges. That's why I'm kind of making yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah. wasn't. There's something else that has like a similar name that was something else enti- entirely different. But wait, what? No, the the beauty of Starman is a who's in it exactly. B, the fact that it's kind of like, like you know uh, mysterious at the end. Like she's like pregnant, but like we don't know what happened. Right? She's pregnant. I know yeah. we watched. Yeah, show. she's pregnant. And, like we don't know like what has a spl- sorry guys. It's like <laughs> but this movie made in the eighties. Yeah, it's very, I mean, look at how young Jeff, and beautiful Jeff Bridges is yeah. in it. You know that uh, it's a very old movie, um, but um, uh, uh, yeah, that's it's beautiful how it was. It doesn't need a TV show. Maybe we should watch yeah. that TV show exactly. just to see. So yeah, he finds his he fi- he comes back. It's not Jeff Bridges. Spoilers, of course not. He comes back and he finds his son, and they keep they try to search for Karen Allen. I don't know her character. <gasps> That's the show. <laughs> it's only one season. Only one season. Surprise! Okay. It did not get a second season. I have a weird feeling that I've seen some of it. Michael and I talk about <laughs> it sometimes. I've never seen it. Oh man! Yeah, Michael, we just got like knows weird. all of the things. He's like the like you know a lot of it, and then like as far as people that I get to like see every day, like Michael knows all of the things. And so we oh yeah, I know all the stuff. things that you know. Oh, I see. I see. I was like, yeah. what do I know? oh, I know all the stuff that you randomness. That she pull out. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, so Jason oh, Bernard was on an episode of Starman, apparently. Starman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we should do Quantum Leap, is what we really should do. <laughs> we should do Quantum Leap. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> but there won't be. There Stick won't around be in four years, guys, when we cover <laughs> Quantum Leap. We'll be like, he went back in time. <laughs> I bet you went back in time. <laughs> That's like, will be every episode. <laughs> We'll change the change the name of the podcast to the girls who went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, loopy. Um. So this episode. This episode. Sucks. It's a little weird. Um, it is a little. I'm glad you said that too. I was like, all right. Yeah. I just. I don't know. Um. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. okay. So we started Sugar Bakers. I don't know. Do it. <laughs> I said, will we? I don't know. I don't know. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, and they're working late, like, unloading a delivery, and Anthony is singing the Banana Boat song by Harry Belafonte, which I will not sing for you now. You can look it up. Wait, is it called the Banana Boat song? Yes. Oh, that's shit. What it, that's what the oh. YouTube said. Because I knew what it was, but I didn't know the title. Like, you can call the title, and that's what it said. It's the day of the song, guys. You know, day You know that one. You want to sing it? day <laughs> They like come. I can't. I sound a little racist if I say me one go home <laughs> because that's not my actual accent, but that's how the song goes. That's how the song goes. Um, and Charlene also loves that song, and so she starts singing it with him, and they're like dancing around a little bit. 
Mary Jo's annoyed. She's tired. They've been working all day. Yeah. And um, Charlene says something about singing that song and like, do you know any other songs with that in it? Yeah. Oh, I just love when you do that. Are there any other songs that have it in there too? He's okay. (laughs) No, I don't unless you care to hear Zippity Doodah. Oh, God. Mary Jo says no, we wouldn't. Nope. 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 Um, so he goes out to get another load and starts singing something about a chain gang that I could not find. Yeah. Um, oh, really? I tried to Google the lyrics that he sings. It's It sounds like it's a mashup between the Sam Cooke song and then, like, a couple of other songs. Because that's not the one, the chain gang yeah. song from Sam Cooke. No, but I know. It's weird. Um, Anthony points out that he doesn't mind staying, but he needs to leave by 630 because he has a meeting with the Citizens' Rights Coalition. And they were like, I don't know you're interested in politics. And he said, yeah, I got interested during my unfortunate incarceration where I held the post of snack bar supervisor, which was an elected (laughs) uh, position. And um, mainly at the behest of Mr. T. Tommy Reed, whose acquaintance you've made, and (laughs) Willie Big Razor Wilson. Oh, that scares the crap out of me. (laughs) T. Tommy was addicted to Snickers, and Willie was really into Fifth Avenues. Mm -hmm. And they wanted him to supply them with these. Yeah. And so they asked him to run for snack bar supervisor. And he said, I told them I do not believe I would care to. And a few hours later, razor tore down a large piece of lead pipe and beat me real good about the head and ears. And it was at that point, I decided I would like to have a career in politics after all. Oh my God. Let's not make a joke about about (laughs) battering in prison. Let's go ahead and just like not have that be a thing. Oh well. And, uh, weird episode. Comes in in a fancy green dress and she's ready to go to dinner. Girl, talk about that dress. That dress. Um, <laughs> so good. It is so good. Yeah. And so everybody else is still like unpacking things. And Suzanne's like, what on earth have y'all been doing? And Mary just says, we've been working for nine hours straight. We are tired. Our feet hurt. Our backs ache. And we are not in the mood to hear you complain. Well, and she's like, well, I offered to, to help you off. You would just give me some notice. And Charlene's like, I told you about this a week ago. And so she's like, a week? I need more time than a week. I have standing appointments. <laughs> and she starts going on about her hairdresser, Mr. Donnie, and how, like, yes. he never does any of the stuff himself, but he did her roots. And he only did it for her because of who she it's is and what, what she stands she's for. dye her hair. It's like, I mean, she doesn't dye her hair. Oh. Does she? She's 30. No. I got gray hairs. <gasps> oh, is that what it is for yeah, gray hairs? I think so. Okay. And uh, right. now Anthony comes back in singing Tom Jones. Yes. And uh, Suzanne's like, why don't you just get Anthony to finish all this? And do mm-hmm. it Because Anthony can't do it Always. all by himself. Nope. And Suzanne said, well, maybe if you work a little faster and sing a little less. Rude. Real rude. Uh, and then he looks that at her, yeah, and starts singing "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot." I can't in the really deep voice. Of course, we were gonna go there. Call her out, and uh, Charlene is quite amused at this. And then she wants to turn the news on because it's after six, and uh, Suzanne mm-hmm. asks, "What's on it?" And Charlene's like, "I don't know. That's what I call it. The news. Call it the news. I don't know." And then oh. I guess one of the fluff stories is about uh, baby Beatrice. Um, who is the daughter of Prince Andrew and the Duchess of York, and they're talking about how, please don't send any more gifts. They got enough. <laughs> and Suzanne says, they're gonna have problems with that baby, and Charlene's like, why? She says, just look at her. She looks like that aunt. And Charlene says, Diana? And she's like, 
No, you know the one who's always riding horses who looks like a horse? Horrible. And they go back and forth and they can't figure out her name. All they know is Suzanne's being horrible. And yes. Suzanne's like, I don't know her name. It's Mrs. Ed. And Mary Jo's like, I think no. he's referring to Princess Anne. And Charlene says, I even knew that before they got into it. <laughs> Charlene's like, I can't believe you call Princess Anne Mrs. Ed. I know. And they talk about how she's a wonderful person. And Suzanne's like, she yes. talks through her nose. And Charlene says she does not. And then Anthony pipes up and he's like, I hate to agree with Suzanne, but I gotta agree with Suzanne. And then he does an imitation mm-hmm. of her. And Charlene starts harping on the name. And she's like, what happened to decent names like Tiffany and Shannon? And what? Julia- <laughs> I don't know. And Julia says, they'll come around again. <laughs> decent names in the 80s. Tiffany and Shannon. All right. And Julia says, they'll come around again, Charlene. The great ones always do. Lord knows most of the women who have left their mark on the world were named Tiffany or Shannon. I know. What? And also, she, is she annoyed by Anne or Beatrice? I think it's Beatrice. This? Are you kidding? Beatrice is like literally a classic name. Yeah, that's like Hello, and divine British. Comedy. Like, yeah. That's a British yeah. name. Yeah. And so then we finally get over this little interlude and the subject of our show comes on TV, Commissioner Briquette, um, and Anthony starts talking about him and says that his group is trying to get him recalled as commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super traditionalist. He wants to reclaim America from the kooks and the weirdos. Um, his stance is that prayer belongs in classrooms, and so does the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And Anthony points out how, I love how he says this. He says, this guy has cocktails for Ollie North and even has a flag on the trunk of his car. And Mary Jo's like, what is Ollie North? Oliver North. The, um, yeah. um, what was he? Um, oh, if you don't know, it's a guy was like the political record. commentator. Um, there was, okay. he was a lieutenant colonel in the, arm, like the, get it right, Leslie, Marines. No, I don't have no idea. And he's, there's some stuff wrong. about, I don't I know what exactly what it is, but there's like. But like, what does that reference mean? It means, like, basically that this guy is, like, far right. Okay, Like, got he, it. he rubs elbows with, like, these, these far right guys. Okay. Um, and, like, just reinforcing that he's a traditionalist. Yeah. Um, and then Mary Jo's like, that's not a reason to recall him. And Anthony's like, oh, you just wait. <laughs> he hasn't yes. said all this stuff yet. <laughs> nope. Uh, he wants to reduce the number of homeless shelters in Atlanta and Holy return the streets to the people who pay for them. Uh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Close the shelters, reduce the number of people, force them to work and or take care of themselves. there you go. Or have their families take care of them. Yeah. And you can see the embers being stoked in Julia already. Because open shelters, that's why people don't have jobs. Yep. (laughs) That's why people don't work, because they have somewhere to actually sleep at night. Yep, because they they can go and get a meal here, so they don't need to work. I really can't stand that people don't understand that people actually live in shelters. Like, people actually pay money and live in shelters. Like, I've had people in the hospital. Their address is a shelter. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, it's not what people always think that it's, like, it's a person who just goes for free and gets food and somewhere to sleep, potentially shower. Like, no. So people actually, like, have lockers and live there and have jobs. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, oh, God. Anyway, continue. And she, Julie, points out to you. She's like, what is... What does he mean when he says take care of themselves? If they could take care of themselves, they wouldn't be on the street. Yeah. He says. She says, does he think Warden June Cleaver just waiting to be notified what <laughs> yeah. poor little beaver sleeping on? What? And Charlene. 
Oh god, here she goes. That that Jerry Mathers has done alright for himself, hasn't he? Have y'all seen that new Beaver remake? (laughs) What? Um, No. They try to ignore her, and Anthony uh, tells Julia not to watch, because this guy's everything that she is against, and he doesn't Uh want her getting all upset. And, um, she, let's see, she starts talking about how she believes in the Pledge of Allegiance and in prayer. I just don't think you can make it mandatory in the classroom. Yeah. (laughs) And then the host of the news program brings up an ex-female staffer of Briquette's and said that he doesn't support or promote women and also mentions that the only women he hired were, like, super attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, Julia's getting riled up, and Anthony, like, begs her not to listen. He's like, I'm worried you're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, high blood pressure. And then he says he supports equal pay for equal work, and when he sees a woman who is actually doing equal work, he's got no problem with it. So you mean when they stop doing the job of three men, Mm -hmm. that's when you're okay with it, and they just do the Mm -hmm. job of one. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> and Mary Jo says this guy's begging for it he's gonna need a bodyguard to get him home yep and he says he doesn't understand what all these women are complaining about they rock the cradle they control the purse strings they rule the world and now they want to revive the equal rights amendment for what so they can destroy the American family join the army eat out of tin cans and carry an Uzi it just doesn't make any sense nope and Julia slowly rises from her seat at her desk <laughs> and Charlene's like, look at Julia's oh, face, all the colors draining out of it. Yep. And uh, then they bring up the attractive women part, and he asks him about that. And Briquette says, well, I'd say she flatters herself. And at this point, Julia says, <laughs> I want this man hurt, and I want to be the one to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the program, they invite people to call their like station. Because they provide, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of each Newsday, they get give one minute to, or, like, a random citizen so that they can have a rebuttal if they have feelings about what was said, which I think is cool. Um, especially in Julia's case, because Terminator. And <laughs> she immediately runs to the phone. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne says, I'm glad that's over. Can we go to dinner now? And Mary Jo says, why do I get the feeling we're not going to dinner? Do you have that same feeling? And Charlene says, yep, I see a speeding car. We're in it. We're eating fast food and going to WTGB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And they ask Anthony if he wants to go with them. And he's like, no, I got to go to my meeting. And Julia says, uh, calls them, explains that she wants to do one of the citizen minutes and she can come down right now. And they're like, you realize you may not be selected. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's fine. She's going to get selected. Um, yes. Spoilers. And. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Julia's like, Mary Jo, y'all don't have to come with me. And Mary Jo's like, no, when you kick someone's teeth in, we like to feel like we're a part of it, too, <laughs> coming with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut back to Mary Jo's, where everyone has come back to watch the news air. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to mess with the TV, but it's not working. Nope. And uh, Suzanne says, I know that they're talking about like Julia being wonderful and all of that. And Suzanne's like, I know someone who's not going to think Julia is so wonderful. <laughs> this whole part. Charlene, who? Suzanne, Wilson Pickett, Charlene, Wilson Pickett, Suzanne, that black guy with the bow tie, where have you been? So funny. Oh, God, why? His name is not Wilson Pickett. His name is Wilson Briquette. Wilson Pickett is a black singer. 
Oh, man. And Suzanne's like, so it was close. What? Right. Not at, no. Mm-hmm. They have the same first name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Charlene says, why do you think you were close? Because they're both black. You might as well have said Don King. Suzanne, who's Don King? <laughs> Charlene, he's that guy that sings Tiny Bubbles. Char- Charlene, that's... <laughs> the- <laughs> no, sorry, Suzanne. And then Charlene's like, that's Don Ho. I can't. <laughs> and Julia's like, Mary Jo. <laughs> and Charlene's like, she just does this to drive me insane. It's like we're the Smothers Brothers, and she's Tommy, and I'm yes. Dick. Yeah. Also love the reference to the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, um, I know. And uh, Suzanne's like, get in here. Charlene is raving about tiny bubbles and calling herself Dick. <laughs> and so they're like, fix the TV. So Mary Jo hits it, you know, just like you hit the top of VCR, and then it starts working again. Oh. And Charlene's like, we've missed half of it. But Julia is rebutting his arguments, and so they catch the second half. And um, she talks about saying that he flatters himself rather than the female staffer flattering herself. He flatters himself that he is a viable public representative, that you are, in fact, even a spokesperson for anyone other than an arrogant, narrow, callous, insensitive, ignorant, and ill-informed constituency of one. Hmm. And uh, Charlene says, the Terminator strikes again. (laughs) And Julia's like, oh, you know, it wasn't all that great. And Suzanne says, I'll say. And then she follows oh, up with, I mean, what did that guy say? Don't give bums money and women shouldn't have guns. So what? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> no! And women shouldn't have guns. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> oh, man. And Mary Jo says, that's good, Suzanne. You have a real grasp on uh, condensing things. Maybe you should get a job at Reader's Digest. Yes. And the phone rings. It's Anthony. And he tells her that their citizens' rights group has come together and they want her to run for commissioner against Briquette. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to Sugar Bakers the next day. There's a couple of members of Anthony's committee and, you know, they're just talking about how they want her to run. And Suzanne says, I can't believe you're seriously considering running for public office. And Mary was like, no, it's perfect. You know, you can do this thing, and then it's not a conflict of interest. You can still run Sugar Bakers. And Julia says, well, maybe I'm not qualified. And Suzanne says, maybe. <laughs> She's so sassy this oh, episode. Oh, God. She is. Yeah. And Mary Jo's like, She's well, a little like me when politics come up. I guess that's probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. And Mary Jo's like, well, that's never stopped anybody else from running. Yeah. And Charlene tells a rose story about uh, her dream last night. She dreamed that Julia was elected commissioner, and then she became mayor of Atlanta, and then governor of Georgia, and then worked her way up to the White House, and actually became the first woman president of the United States, and they all drove up to Washington, D.C. to visit her, and they took a White House tour, and then they got asked to leave because Suzanne wouldn't stay on the plastic runner. (laughs) That would happen. That would totally happen. Yeah. And uh, Julia asks Anthony his opinion, and he says, you know, he thinks it's great. You know, you're bright, innovative, articulate, and I think I'd be a great, it'd be really fun to be your coach. And then they're all like, whoa, 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 what about what coach? And he's like, well, you got to get ready for the debate. And I'm up on all the issues, and I have an A in political science. And Julia's upset. She's like, I haven't agreed to any debate. Um, and so they're trying to talk her into it, and Anthony says that the Citizens Coalition thinks that she'll make – She'll be really good at making him look bad because she's everything that he hates. But what he's worried about is that before she can make him mad, 
he'll make her mad and she'll go off on one of her machine gun <laughs> hellfire and brimstone mm-hmm. diatribes. The whole podium will go mm-hmm. up in flames. We'll have to run up and drag you off the stage and people will think you're just a big mouth man busting liberal pinko nutcase. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's like, I'm sorry to be so blunt, but I have to say these things and I'm going to be your coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Julia says, you know, if I did agree to speak publicly publicly with Mr. Riquette, you would not see one feather ruffled on my my side of the cage. And mm-hmm. Suzanne's like, huh, that'll be the day. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary Jo's like, let's be honest. You have been known to lose your temper a little bit in public. Oops. And Julia's like, yeah, when? And <laughs> Charlene says, be serious. You're the Terminator. Yes. And Suzanne brings up last week at uh, at the bank, there was a guy who pulled into a handicapped space in a red Corvette, and Julia called him selfish, degenerate, spineless slacker, and then he gets out of the car, and he's actually handicapped. And she had to apologize. And she's like, I apologized. Oh, jeez. Okay, but... <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. Anthony's like, no, no, I've had the best teachers. I'll be good at this. And Charlene's like, at junior mm-hmm. college? No, T. Tommy and Big Razor. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and um so then julia says i had no idea you people considered me a raging maniac you must be frightened to come to work every day she's a little upset about this yeah and she she, she can control herself she really likes this idea she um really does care about the issues and really doesn't like briquette mm-hmm. and anthony says well that sounds like an acceptance speech to me <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So then we cut to this open forum. It's not really a debate. It's just back on the news station. It's just kind of a back and forth. And they're taking calls from people, constituents. And mm-hmm. this really, this guy who sounds like he walked out of like the deepest part of Tennessee <laughs> yeah. uh, calls and says he's a member of the NRA and he supports Briquette's stance that every American ought to be able to bear arms. And he's not a redneck. He's a professional man who's just interested in protecting his family. And Julia. It was interesting because he said, I'm not a redneck like deer hunter, I think he said. Mm-hmm. But then, and I was like, uh huh, that's who's really mad about the guns being taken away. But that kind of made me nervous talking about protecting his family. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know where this is going to go. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Julia very calmly states that a seven day waiting period doesn't prohibit anyone from owning a gun unless you have a mm-hmm. criminal record. So you can still have it, you just have to wait so they can do a background check to make sure you're not going to go murder a bunch of people. Yeah. And Briquette says, condescendingly. Mr. Yeah. Baker, you're a nice gal, and a pretty one, too. Rude. <sighs> when you go out at night alone, I bet you carry some kind of handgun. How would you I feel can't! Like- <laughs> <laughs> I cannot! How would okay, you feel continue. if you were robbed and raped during that seven-day waiting period? And Julia cuts right back. I'd probably feel as bad as you if you had gotten attacked and shot by someone who just got out of prison and bought a gun that very same day. Yes. And the crowd's like, and Anthony's like, Amen! And then, so there's a station break. Everybody runs up. Suzanne's trying to do her makeup. Says she's doing great. And Julia says, he called me gal. I hate that. Yeah, nope. And Anthony's like, just keep your sense of humor. You'll be fine. Suzanne's like, your color's good. Gloss your lips. Fluff your hair. And smile. Mm-hmm. And then another caller uh, calls in who is worried about Briquette not supporting, like, or cutting extracurriculars and the arts and things like that. <clears throat> And he says, 
When petticoat sports can attract a crowd and pay for itself like basketball and football, then I'll get excited. Spend less time. We should spend less time worrying about screwball curriculums and get back to the basic three R's. Mm-hmm. And Julia says, I bet you she starts to go off a little bit. Um, yes. I bet you think Refrigerator Perry is a better athlete than Mikhail Baryshnikov. And, yeah. and he like starts stomping his foot and coughing real loud <laughs> to get her calm down. And she immediately like straightens up and gets really calm and just says, I fully support an expanded program of liberal arts in public schools and would do my best to encourage funding. Mm-hmm. And they bring up how Burkett wants to hear the Pledge of Allegiance recited in the classroom. You know, things are good. Even flag sales are up. And Julia's like, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance is great. The flag is wonderful, but it's not an official American document. Like, the Pledge of Allegiance is taken from a children's magazine. Mm-hmm. So, and then the guy's like, no, no, the question is, should it be mandatory? It doesn't matter where it came from. Yeah. And Julia has a great answer here. She says, no, it should be a privilege. Wow. And then another caller calls in and says they can't vote for Julia because she's against school prayer. And Burkett says, it warms my heart to hear a caller like this. It gives me hope that we are not going to allow the liberals of this country to take take us down the pike again. Ooh, dear me. I mean, this could be happening right now. This could literally be <laughs> almost like 20, yes, yeah. what, almost 30 years later? Yeah. And Julia says, she points out she's not against prayer. She's against it in public schools. Yeah, and he interrupts her, and he's like, "Oh, these people are never against prayer. I call them the fourteen percent Christians. They go to church oh, once God. a week, then spend the rest of the time trying to keep the morals and decency out of our schools." I would like to calmly wow. object and make the argument yeah. that there are people like that. About this. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. also other people who only go to church on Sundays, don't open their Bible or do any sort of studying the rest of the week, and spend that time judging everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yep. That also happens. I mean, that's also a thing. Yeah. Just put uh, that out there. Just put it out there. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, there's a reason we call it one nation under God indivisible. Ooh. And Julia says, um, she has not forgotten. She thinks that you seem to have forgotten uh, is separation of church and state. But mm. she has forgotten how someone like him can be so dishonest, uh, divisive, and... I wrote dishonest twice. Apparently she says something else. Oh, well. Um, She (laughs) has listened to him pander to these people, but he doesn't really care about them because he's just like reinforcing their ignorance and prejudices. And then he interrupts her and he's like, did you hear that? Blah, blah, blah. She just called you ignorant and prejudiced. And And she's like, no, no, no. I don't think everybody in America is ignorant. Far from it. But by and large, we're the most illiterate, uneducated, underread nation in the entire Western Hemisphere. And it yeah. puzzles her that the biggest question on this guy's mind is whether little Johnny should say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. And she's had it up to here with phony issues and Yankee Doodle yakking. And don't try <laughs> to tell me where or when I have to say or do or salute anything because I'm an American too and that's what this is all about. I'm sick and tired to be made to feel that if I'm not a member of a little family with 2.4 children who goes to Jerry Falwell's church and puts their hands over their hearts every morning, that I am unreligious, unpatriotic, and un-American. Because I have news for you, Mr. Brickhead. All liberals are not kooks any more than all conservatives or fascists. And the last time I checked, God was neither a Democrat nor a Republican. And mm-hmm. just for your information, yes, I'm a liberal, but I'm also a Christian, and I get down on my knees and pray every day on my own turf, on my own time. 
One of the things that I pray for, Mr. Burkett, is that people with power will get good sense and people with strength and people with good sense will get power and that the rest of us will be blessed with the patience and the strength to survive people like you in the meantime. And everybody in the crowd goes nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's a very good point. Yes. All, all the ones that she was making, not, there's not one. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's a very good speech mm-hmm. that I agree with. And, and really, the, the biggest thing is that this is someone who is religious and is fighting for the rights of people and just doesn't think that one that like a loud voice should be the one you always hear. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like how we're doing now with these mm-hmm. things. Like, I don't know. You um, help people, but you should only help this one type of person. And yeah. People aren't deserving of your time or your energy or your help. Yeah. So despite the fact that the crowd, which is largely uh, the ladies and Anthony, <laughs> goes mm-hmm. nuts right now the last shot of the scene of the episode is the newspaper and it says oh yeah Briquette i was so annoyed by this by landslide or whatever <laughs> I, I was i was like it was like a shot to the heart yeah. and you're to blame designing women <laughs> bon jovi reference uh <laughs> but um i didn't i was a i didn't realize that we're like at the end of the episode yeah while i was watching it (laughs) and b i was like and i and i think uh, yeah and i guess the point is like people aren't really or weren't in 1988 and apparently aren't now ready for someone to say the kind of stuff that she was saying i guess that's kind of the commentary yep is that there weren't very sad or they were put off by you know an abrasive strong woman Oh, really? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> that so never happens. Our closing credits go over top of this newspaper with, like, confetti and hats and whatever. And uh, Anthony sings the Banana Boat song again. As we uh, Yeah. Roll out oh, my credits. gosh. A lot going on. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Ooh, kind of depressing. I also found it interesting that... Um, the character of Wilson Burkett was a, a black man. Um, uh, well, just from like, that's... well, not entirely, but just like some of the things he was saying, you don't, t- you, you typically don't see as many black Americans on that side of the spectrum. Not that there aren't, and not that he's we've not. seen some recently. That's the weird part. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that uh, that, that was. Uh, you're right. It, even even in current times, it sticks out as like what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that that was an interesting choice. I don't really know what the political, what the like black male political environment was in 1988 to know if this was like a direct reference to. To like a person or. Well, I think there are some people that maybe this could be like kind of connecting to perhaps, but I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about political history to like say names and stuff, but yeah, I feel like. There, that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Did you have a uh, favorite outfit? I was going to ask you first because I have two. Because uh, I only liked Suzanne's. Okay, good. <laughs> I have another one. Was, so you talk about that one. Okay. I just, I mean, there's not too much to it. I just love that, like, it's such, it's so fancy. Who knows what time of night it is? Um, and it's, like, green. It's a good color. The boobs. Her boobs <laughs> I look was, amazing like, in that you, dress. 
this dress for the boobs. That's like what it was. That was the whole thing as I just was kind of appreciating. Um, it just looks so good with her stark, dark hair mm-hmm. and it apparently has been just touched up. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was very eighties. Like it's got mm-hmm. the poop going and it's that kind of material that's, I don't even know. It's like almost a satin, but like with brocade. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call it? When it's I got like know. the, like it's, it's got like basically a pattern. a pattern, but it's like threads, yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, embroidered into it. Yeah. I think it's called, or jacquard. Ooh, oh, I can't, that sounds fancy. I can't remember. I think jacquard might be like when it's um, kind of velvet, like velvet is what the actual pattern is made of. I don't remember. I worked in a fabric store actually in high school, but I don't exactly remember the names of things like this. Um, what was your other one? Uh, my other one was Mary Jo's suit. Ah, from yes. The first day. Well, like, cause at, when she's at work, she's got on like the suit jacket too. Mm-hmm. And these like giant pants. <laughs> they're so big like those like today and i was like what's happening her boobs with the belt okay, yeah i'm up that far but almost that far Oops. and they're long and like baggy and like um so, so comfy yeah and at work she's got the suit jacket and looks all professional but then when they get home it's even cuter because she's taking the jacket off she's still got the giant yeah. ass pants on the white button down <laughs> shirt and they're like yeah it's the jacket's off and the sleeves are rolled up Mm-hmm. to her elbows and it's, mm-hmm. it's adorable and then of course her wild hair is all everywhere and her hair is epic yeah. it's getting bigger and redder and amazing. bigger and yeah. redder <laughs> nobody used any kind of infusium in the 80s ever no. it was just big just big ratty dry hair sprayed maybe moose hair it is fantastic it's like the opposite of what my hair is now. Mine's just like <laughs> and like little, <laughs> you know. Oh, sometimes sometimes it's big, but most of the time it's not. It's just little. It's just little hair. That's why I'm always so excited about big old hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that our uh, episode? That's our episode. Oh man, we did oh. it. We did it. Now We're I'm so gonna go t- pick some grilled cheese. Heck yeah, you are. That sounds good. I'll uh, send you one. Be- <laughs> Thanks. <buddy. laughs> I didn't know what, I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> I was just gonna ask where people can find us, oh, but yeah. I'm getting um, a chance coming. They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest, iTunes. We are the girls who came to Sugar Bakers on our official Podbean site and iTunes, but we are Sugar Baker Girls on all of the other random assortment of things. If you yeah. like us, please take a moment to rate and review us on the iTunes. It helps and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, talk to you next week. See you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) These people, they're like 12 to 20 20 pages. I'm like, you're getting 12. 12. Seven to ten pages. You're getting seven. seven. <laughs> like no, I'm not. I'm not going to just like get all excited and talk about something for more. This isn't my podcast. No.